Hello, gorgeous people, and welcome to another TV Central one-on-one podcast. I'm Aaron Ryan. This is episode 10, 2023, and the sixth of the Australian Survivor Elimination episodes, although this is the ninth elimination overall. These tribal councils are getting more intense each episode. There is now no such thing as a blindside. Now it's about blindsiding a blindside. (laughs) Geordie created the perfect blindside at almost minimal pushback, but the heroes used that small, minimal window of opportunity to turn the tide. Geordie is the ninth eliminated from Australian Survivor. Geordie, thank you for joining me at TV Central. No, thanks for having me, mate. It's nice to speak to you. Let me ask you the question that all of Australia want to know, and you know what that is. How is Sam and the baby progressing? Must be close. Oh, yeah, yeah. She, thanks that for question. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thanks for asking. She's doing really well. Thanks, mate. She's um, just about ready to pop. And she's, um, I think she's, she's ready now. Like, she's like, all right, any day now, please come. I've had enough, you know. Uh, what about you? How's your nerves with dad? Oh, mate, I'm really excited. I'm looking forward to it. You know, there's a lot of anticipation. There's a lot of pressure around it, you know, and, and now I'm just ready. Well, tell me about that video call um, that you got on Survivor um, as you and Matt kind of worked out who would who would get the call. Um, that, that must have been, well, it looked pretty emotional. Yeah, mate. Yeah, super grateful for Matt. He's a really lovely bloke, super selfless and um, really kind, caring fella. So I'll, I'll always owe him for that. But yeah, that, that moment, you know, win, lose or draw, that's something that no one can take away from us, you know, and I, I really appreciate that. Well... There is no doubt you are at risk of being eliminated, but you had a double um, idle immunity plan, which guaranteed you protection, obviously, if you used it. Um, let me ask you the, the question that all of Australia want to know. Secondly, <laughs> <laughs> I understand why you initially didn't didn't want to use the, the immunity idol 100%. However, during that tribal council, all that whispering, um, and I didn't even know what they were saying um, because it but it had to be about changing the plan. So the question, I guess, Australia want to know is why didn't you play the immunity idol after, yeah, the, yeah. after the whispering? Yeah, good question. Um, for me, regardless of whispering or not whispering, I was never going to play it. So the idol was merely a tool to try and force an alliance, you know, trying to force Nina and Haley out of the supervision of those boys and to start playing their own game, you know, um, regardless of the result, I was never going to play it. And in the end, I was never going to be able to trust them anyway, as it turns out, you know. And for me, this was just a lynch point. I needed to work out now. Am I going to wake up tomorrow on the beach with still only one friend or am I going to move forward with a new alliance and change the game and start creating a new narrative? But unfortunately, other people have their own ideas about how they want to play and that's okay. So, so why do you say you were never going to play it? Why, why is that just not an option? Uh, for me, because regardless whether I played it or not, um, they were coming for me anyway. So it wasn't about getting another day on the beach. It was about creating an alliance, you know. And so if I, if I did play it, sure, I would have woken up the next day. But then what? I still only had one friend. So it was about having to try and force the hand of Haley and Nina um you know it wasn't about waking up there the next day it was about creating a group of people i could work with 
I understand that you would be there the next day and, and then alone again, like you said, but this game changes so much. You were at a, at a, a difficult spot a lot earlier in the, in the season with, you know, with the whole Simon deal. Um, and then things changed. Um, King George, things seem to change every day. You don't think that you could have lasted another day, then something else happens and then you, you could have got through? Not possible. Perhaps, yeah, yeah. There's always a possibility, mate. But, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. And so <laughs> you can only make decisions based on the information you have at hand. And so that's what I did, you know. And and I stand by that decision because that was a way for me. That was my strategy. It was the way of moving forward, trying to create a new alliance, a new group of people. And I wasn't going to be able to work with a group of people that didn't want to work with me, you know. I don't know if you were surprised or not that Simon um, didn't stick with you. I mean, you kind of, well, how do we call it? Did you stab him in the back earlier in the season? Um, surely that was a risk thinking Simon would stand by you? Uh, it wasn't reliant on Simon. The plan wasn't actually reliant on Simon. Yeah. I, yeah, maybe he could have worked with us. I wasn't too sure. Sean perhaps was interested in working with me. I'd heard as well. But more so, I was relying on Haley and Nina turning their game around. You know, if us four had voted together, sure, there was another four, but I had assumed they would split the votes. I didn't know that last minute they were going to try and put all votes on me. You know, I didn't expect mm. that. Um, and, and that was quick thinking from Sean, and it was good. But unfortunately, I, I just wish Haley and Nina had talked to me out of it. You were talking about um, creating a new alliance Um this is interesting, this whole alliance thing. Um, you would have seen the the episode, I'm, I'm guessing now, last night. Um, Flick offer, offering to be a double agent, Matt offering to be a double agent, Benji basically, you know, sort of trying to suck, suck all his way back in there somehow. I'm not sure how genuine, I mean, these people were, uh, you know, with that. But it seems that people will turn when necessary. Is loyalty and alliances a real thing on Survivor? Yeah, well, that's a part of trying to read the game, isn't it? You know, you've got to make the, the decisions based on timing and the situation you're in at that point in time. There's a whole lot of decisions you've got to make and you just got to hope you time them right. And a lot of the time you don't. And so then you've got to deal with those decisions and make new decisions. So, you know, it's such a complicated game and also um, complicated past the point of what you see as a viewer as well. There is so much more going on that, is inexplicable you know little conversations this person said this thing this person looked at me like this and so you're reading everything that's happening and you can't even see that as a viewer there's so much going on absolutely um with the alliance thing though the liz shawnee and george alliance though seems to be at the moment at least foolproof um i'm only going by the ads for tonight's episode which appears like George may just throw the challenge so they can um, pick off one of the heroes on their side. What What do you reckon about anyone throwing a challenge for a blind side? That, that'd that be interesting. Oh, I think it's a great idea. You know, like anything to twist up the, the old boring narrative, you know, like let's, let's have some fun with it, you know, like, and if that's a part of your strategy, take, like quite literally taking control of the game. Absolutely. Go for it. If you ask me. <laughs> yeah. Um, all, all these alliances, but if the alliance is too big, what what actually happens? So for your current team, there is just one original villain left um, in Liz. So she's an idol, but let's say that they lose and 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 she uses her idol. The team essentially have to turn on on one of their own. 
I mean, how does loyalty work in in these kind of situations? Yeah, you're right. Look, uh, once again, it's hard for me to know. I wasn't there, but it'll be it'll certainly be interesting to see what happens. You know, I I'd like to think that um, you know people would think long term and go right. You know, it's not just about getting to the end. It's about the decisions you make along the way and the moves you make along the way. You know, people are going to sit there and go, okay, well, did you hide behind those big alpha boys or did you take control of your game at that point in time? Mm. Hey, just because um, I've done a lot of these um, uh, these podcasts, there's a couple of little quick different questions. Um, I just wanted to make sure it's not me, but does JLP use some very suggestive language in his commentary during the challenges or am i just a rude person yeah you would have heard last night i think there was one he said sack of nuts yeah, yeah. he he loves that sort of gear he loves it anything to do with poles nuts you know balls he he'll take it <laughs> it's yeah. all deliberate isn't it because he couldn't just be naive to all of that no 100 percent. and we're all laughing along whether you see it or not we are laughing at that point in time <laughs> <laughs> With with the uh, challenges, do, do you actually get them explained more than once? Because I, I wonder sometimes as a viewer, you get this run along, go under the net, through the tunnel, up a rope, light a fire, let the coconuts fall, then push someone in a case, up a hill, find a key. And I'm like, geez, if I was standing there, one of you guys, I just like, what, 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 what the heck do you have to do? Do you get it explained more than once? <laughs> Yeah, so obviously um, Jonathan explains first time round and then you get run through by safety, uh, by uh, the safety team. So they walk you through it properly to make sure sort of all risk is averted. Yeah, so you get it broken down bit by bit for you. I always look forward to that when they, when they say that on air because it just seems very a very long process. Um, yeah. Now, you struggled with the, the alpha males, which is interesting because... I mean, you have quite an alpha male image. It's not like you're completely not alpha male. So what was the issue with connecting with others? Uh, I suppose alpha male is not so much an image. I would suggest it's more of a way of life <laughs> in a way, you know. It's mm. about how you carry yourself. And and those boys were carrying themselves in a way that was controlling. Um, you know, they have a, a leadership style that means that they make decisions for other people. And for me, I didn't want to be a part of that. And, and you saw that last season. While I worked with the Alpha team last season, my first opportunity, as soon as we got through to merge, I came straight for them. So, you know, it was um, that's always been my tactic. That's never changed. I just don't like working with people that make decisions for me. I like to control my own game. Well, don't you? Um, we've seen about, uh, and you alluded to this, we, we've only seen about nine hours of of footage um and you've i think the, the the last episode opened on day 40 wasn't it um so i mean that's you know getting into the hundreds of hours worth of of time that you've actually spent so we haven't seen a lot what can you tell me about stuff that we that we haven't seen sure yeah i mean i can't i'm not i can't tell you things that are outside of what's shown but all i can say is when you are viewing it, when you are watching, just keep in mind there may be conversations that are had that you're not privy to. And so when people are making decisions, you don't actually understand the complexities of why they're saying it, you know. So when people are sitting at home viewing, um, you know, it, keep in mind that the concept of the edit is to keep it simple so that people can follow along because if they showed every single conversation, 
it'd have to be a live stream, basically, you know? <laughs> it's not possible. A lot of people, though, say there's a lot of, bo- like, obviously boring stuff. There's a lot of sitting around and a lot of just talking and joking and just, just talking about random stuff. I mean, I'm sure that wouldn't be overly interesting, like, for, for television, but is that is that what it's like? Because there'd be a lot of downtime, wouldn't there, obviously? Yeah, there is. Yep. There's times, you know, there are days where there's nothing on, but then also when it comes to getting back from a challenge and you know you're going to tribal, there is only a very short amount of time that you have to speak to people and and, and make decisions and try and um, come up with strategies. There's a very limited amount of time. So um, it's all go then, you know, like it's all well and good to say, oh, yeah, we get to sit back, but then when when it's on it's on you know yeah well bigger things ahead for you um beautiful baby on the way good luck with everything that involves fatherhood you were a great play you were really strong at the start looked like you were out and then you came back even stronger you orchestrated a massive plan that obviously didn't quite deliver in the end but you made for some great television so good luck good luck with being a dad geordie thank you for joining me here at tv central Thanks so much, mate. I enjoy the show. I appreciate it, bud. All right, Jordy Hanson, ninth eliminated from Australian Survivor. Australian Survivor, 7.30, Sunday, Monday and Tuesdays on 10 and 10 play. T- TV Central will be talking to almost every eliminated contestant. There will be a podcast available around lunchtime the day after an elimination. That's it for this podcast. For all the latest news, podcasts, streaming, info and guides and ratings, head to tvcentral.com.au. Until next time, I'm Aaron Ryan. Thanks to Jordy Hanson. Bye for now.